What's up, Hogland Nation? You know we gotta tell you about Mr. T's Tuxedos. Do you or someone you know have a wedding, formal, prom, or big event coming up soon? Well, lucky for you, we have you covered. Mr. T's Tuxedos has the best suits and tuxedos in the area, and will have you looking your best for your big day. With their main store located in Minersville, PA, they also offer fitting services located in Center City, Philly, as well as on-site fittings at your preferred location. Make sure to mention that Hogline sent you when you visit in-store or reach out with an inquiry. To take a look at their catalog and for more information on all that Mr. T's Tuxedos has to offer, visit MrT'sTux.com. That's M-R-T-S-T-U-X.com. And remember, you only have one shot at looking your best. Be sure to take it with Mr. T's Tuxedos. What's going on, Hogline Nation? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Manis, alongside my co-hosts, Andrew Schreffler and Jack Manis. Switched up the order there. Uh, didn't mean to. Uh, that means Jack got demoted, Shreff got promoted. Um, that's okay. Oh, wow. That's very selfless of you, Jack. Uh, anyway, welcome to the, the podcast. We are back. We are... Doing a little bit of a fun exercise um, in the, I mean, as you know, as as everyone knows, it's the off week for the Super Bowl. Um, so we decided to do something uh, a little fun. Not that we'll, not that we don't have fun regularly on this podcast, but we're going to be redrafting the 2018 NFL draft. Uh, there are a couple caveats which we'll get into in a second. Um, uh, to kind of guide how this will go, but very interesting class. Uh, it was projected to be a very, very strong quarterback class. We had f- uh, five go in the first round, four in the top ten, so very loaded. Only a couple panned out, and some were complete misses, which we'll get into throughout today's episode. But uh, very interesting class, and not just the quarterbacks. I mean, there's there's tons of stars in this league that were drafted in, in in this class. So um, it'll be exciting and interesting to see where they go. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Um, if one of you wants to kind of explain the couple caveats and um, stipulations to this, to this redraft here that we're kind of going on. I would like chef too, because I'm still writing down some names and also I need another explanation myself. Go ahead, Treff. I can certainly do it. So, With your new promotion, go ahead and say the new correct. rules to this redraft. Correct. So for starters, the order itself is the 2018 draft order, and that includes trades that happened uh, leading up to draft night and everything. So, for example, Eagles traded the 32nd overall pick to the Ravens. So in this draft, the Ravens are going to have two picks, one of those being their own, one of those being the 32nd pick. So that's one uh, that happened with a few different picks in this. So we'll, we'll get around to that. You'll see. Um, another caveat is so the players from this year's class that we will be redrafting here are now in this imaginary world that we've created are now not on the current teams that they play for in real life. Um, 
But besides them, every other player is on the same team that they're currently on. So the rosters are the exact same except for those players. So basically, it's going to force us to kind of put on our thinking cap a little, see what their needs are currently, and then match that with these guys from 2018. So, I mean, we'll have to see if any of these guys, you know, stay stay where they were. We'll have to find out, I guess. But it's it's a fun little combo of like, kind of seeing where guys are at now combined with uh, maybe like some draft strategy for this upcoming draft as well. So also makes you kind of think like this class That's kind of why I picked 2018 because they're up for some of them. Most of them, I guess up for new contracts Mm -hmm. four years later, Mm -hmm. right? Or five. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm off. It's, it's a mix. I think some of these guys have signed, I think a, a large Eh, not everyone. It's a mix. It, it's either guys who have signed this year or are going into the offseason needing a new contract, I believe. they These guys just finished up their fifth year in the NFL. Yeah. Right. So okay. if the team, if, the, if they're first round picks and their team picked up the fifth year option, then mm-hmm. they are still within the realm of uh, contract negotiations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I just so it's clear, it just it Sheriff did a good job there, but I just want to clarify just one thing so everyone's on the same page and everyone listening's on the same page as well. So we're drafting based on the current needs of the team. Twenty the twenty twenty two offseason like roster construction, not within yes. the context of when they were drafted at the time in twenty eighteen. So sorry, it's a twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty three offseason. That's what I meant. Um I think that's it. I, I've, if you guys are ready, we can get into it here. And uh, this first pick's going to be very interesting. Mm-hmm. We have a team that, you know, for a good part of the last decade, not so much in the past three years or so, was picking towards the top of the draft almost every single year uh, in the Cleveland Browns. The original selection of this draft, as we all remember, it was Baker Mayfield, who is now on his third team. And, you know, had had some mild success, I'd say, in his first three to four years in Cleveland. But it didn't, you know, they, they didn't think he was the long-term answer. And he, I guess they thought he was a little bit limited, so they parted ways. They obviously bring in Deshaun Watson. So that's what Shreff has to deal with now. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he replaces Deshaun Watson here or if he goes and looks to add talent in another position. There's certainly so many players to choose from. So with that being said, the 2018 Hogline Podcast redraft is officially open. We'll be picking for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, go ahead. We're on the clock. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. Uh, I, I, had to, I had to kind of stop talking because Jack joined when I was discussing with Mitchell what my plans, what my possible plans were for this pick because Jack didn't want to be you know, this is like a normal draft. Jack, Jack didn't want to know what was going on inside of my war room. Um, so yeah, with, I'm, I'm going into this, treating this like I'm the GM of the Browns here. And I mean, let's, let, let's be realistic here. They, you know, they're, they're pretty much locked into this, to this Deshaun plan. Um, whether or not it's going to work is yet to be seen, but with all the assets that they, you know, traded for him and all that fun stuff, uh, he, he seems like their guy. So Against probably against my better judgment, I'm I'm not going to go quarterback here. Um, what I am going to focus on is the, you know, just overall, just not very good uh, run defense. 
that the that the Browns were playing uh, pretty much this entire year. They were bottom, at least bottom ten in most of the categories I was looking at. Bottom five, if not. Um, they need just some some more some more help uh, in the front seven. Um, just kind of hoping like to dominate in the trenches a little bit more. So I'm gonna make a pick that in a normal NFL draft would be stupid just based on positional value. But I think in our fantasy world that we've created here, it's it's a little more helpful because we know the careers that these guys have played so far and what they could bring to a team. So with the first pick, this this might be a shocker. I'll have to get your guys' reactions. I'm going to go with Roquan Smith at number one. I'm going with Roquan. Um, I know it's a, it's an interesting pick, and he might not be, if we're talking you know overall talent, he might not be the top guy. But, I mean, we saw it with this Ravens defense as soon as he stepped in this year, how much of a, you know, just an overall change he made to that entire defensive unit. And this Browns team is one that, outside of Miles Garrett, they haven't really had too much success up in the front seven. And there's just not many playmakers who can fly around to the ball like he can. And it just, it seems like he's just the perfect, like, kind of defensive captain to roll out there and have him lean your defense. So, like I said, I know the positional value isn't normal for a draft. But I think in this situation, I think he would be an instant impact on that defense. So I'm going to take him at one. Mm. Very interesting. That's not where I thought you were going to go. I figured it. I figured you didn't think so. No. Uh, so there we have it. We have the Browns getting Roquan Smith uh, and adding it to the squad. The Browns also have. Do they? They have another pick, right? They're yes. Four as well. So Shreff will be also picking again for the Browns in, in just three more picks here. Um, but we're going to move right along. We've got a lot of picks to go to. And I, I do want to mention before we get to the second pick here, it is interesting. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think this is a spoiler. I'll say his name anyway because I think he'll get drafted at some point in this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you take away, there's no Nick Chubb who was a second-round pick in this draft. So it's interesting to see if we were going to, into – more rounds, you'd have to probably address the running back position. Uh, so that is that that's uh, interesting. So, all right. So I have the second pick. I'm picking for the New York Giants, second overall. They. Can someone recording this? What was that? Can someone write this down? Oh, yeah, who, we, who we pick? Okay, Shreff's got it. They pick Saquon Barkley, who the highest drafted running back in quite some time. And we probably will never see a running back. I'm going to confidently say we'll never see a running back go this high ever again. Uh, I just really don't foresee that happening. And uh, shocker, I'm not going running back here. Um, (laughs) So despite, you know, the giants in this context don't have Saquon Barkley either. Um, I don't think this should be a shocker, but I'm going to be going with Josh Allen, quarterback out of Wyoming. Daniel Jones obviously had a very solid year, the best year of his career, uh, led the team to the playoffs, was very cautious and turnover-averse the whole season, Uh, was very good on the ground, and uh, things are really looking up in 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 real life not our hypothetical redraft world that we're in for him um and they most likely will pay him and and bring him back to the team however when you have a chance to get a top three to five quarterback in the nfl 
Um, I believe that's a significant upgrade. And just the cherry on top, you know, you're reuniting Josh Allen with Brian Dable, too. So two people that are very familiar with each other, and it's just a match made in heaven. And uh, I just, you, I would be a fool to pass up this opportunity to to upgrade that much. So pretty easy pick, in my opinion, but Josh Allen. And I, I mean, if this was a blank slate, I'm 99.9% certain Shreff would pick Josh Allen number one. He's the Correct. 101 for the draft. So um, I think that's a fairly easy pick and um, one that I, I'm not going to regret at all. Okay. Jack is up 103 with the New York Jets, who um, very strong start to the season, falter towards the end. Obviously an elite defense, but there's one glaring need. I don't know if Jack's going to go there. We'll see. But he's on the clock. 103 with the New York Jets. I think I'd be a fool to not go there. Uh, kind it's going to be rumored. Josh Rosen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, taking Lamar Jackson. Kind of rumored that the Jets could be a potential suitor to trade for him. I think he liked a tweet of him going to the Jets or something like that two weeks ago. Um, Mitchell said it. They have one glaring need. It's quarterback. And there are two good quarterbacks in this draft. Josh Allen was taken. Thus, I get Lamar Jackson. And, boy, that would be an interesting, really interesting uh, offense. I mean, I know the Ravens' offense has been designed for... Lamar's legs. Sorry, Lamar's legs. And he hasn't got... Lamar Jackson has not had any weapons. Like, his best receiver that he's had is who? Rashad Bateman. And, like... Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown, yes. Like, that's just not great. I know he has Mark Andrews, but... Just that trio of receivers they have in New York. Trio? Wilson, Moore, Davis. I mean, I've seen better trios, but you get a true a guy who has a good chance to emerge as a alpha receiver in Garrett Wilson. So mm. it is a good offense. So I, uh, and a really, really good defense. So it'd be a it'd be a good fit if this actually happens this offseason. I don't think it will, but it's a possibility. Welcome to New York. Welcome, Lamar. Congrats. Quoting Taylor Swift there. Welcome to New York, Lamar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, so Lamar to the Jets. Uh, Shref, as I just prefaced about a couple of minutes ago, is back on the clock with the Cleveland Browns at 104. They already have Roquan Smith. Uh, and yeah, go ahead. You're on the clock. A lot of still, obviously, tons of guards available. So, tons of them. This is this is a tough spot for me, boys, because like the offensive identity of the Browns has been has been one guy for the last five seasons, and I uh, mm. The Browns wouldn't be the Browns without Nick Chubb. I'm taking Nick Chubb again at four. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I under once again, I understand positional value is you know not great here. Taking a taking a running back at four and taking a linebacker at one here. But 
in our fantasy world, as we've already mentioned a couple times here, this is a team that is already built. We know what their what their strengths and their weaknesses are. Roquan's going to help the front seven, and I'm bringing Nick Chubb right back to just keep doing what he's doing. Kareem Hunt, I believe, is an impending free agent, probably not coming back. Nick Chubb has been their entire offense for the last couple of years. I don't really see any signs of that stopping in terms of the way that they run their offense. So I'm I'm sticking him right back there. I'm putting him right back there again. Terrible move, Shref. I I could not uh, disagree more. Mm-hmm. I understand. I understand your concern. I mean, with so many stars available here, and the Browns still need some work on defense, you could address. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I assume. I mean, I guess we didn't really clarify this, but you know, the twenty twenty three. That if this were real, which obviously would never happen, we still have the twenty twenty three draft to go ahead, right? Like and do for the team. I know the Browns don't have a first-round pick, but, I mean, you can invest in the running back in the second round there. You could sign a free agent. The Browns have a top five offensive line. I just, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But They're man. Oh. All right. So, a shocker, another shocker from Shreff. I, I had to get that out of the way. The, the, uh, the rest of these picks are going to be a lot easier for me. This one was just weird because of how high both of their picks were, but, like, how many glaring holes that they need. So, I wanted Roquan, and then I... Like it's just one of those things. Like I, the Nick Chubb, like is their offense, and I understand that there's other guys you can replace him with, but he's been like, I mean, probably the most consistent running back in in the league. So I'm I'm, I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with my guns. But the rest of this draft will be fun. All right, that's fair enough. I'm on the clock at 105 with the uh, Denver Broncos. We're in the in the real 2018 draft, they selected Bradley Chubb, and they no longer have him. They traded him to the Miami Dolphins uh, earlier this year. Obviously, they have Russell Wilson, uh, who had by far the worst year of his career, and pretty much everything went wrong for him. I'm going to go with a player here that... If I were adopting Shreff's philosophy, I would have taken him first because I would have taken this guy over Roquan Smith at the position. But you got to go with Fred Warner here. I think he... I mean, I'm really trying to think. Outside of Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, in my opinion, I think he's the he might be the third best player in this whole draft class. So I'm going to go with that. Broncos still have a very solid defense. Um, very good secondary. I mean, I just, uh, I think it's a no brainer. I think it's the identity of the Broncos. And I mean, clearly, I, I mean, if there were a quarterback available, that would be an upgrade over Russell Wilson, but I don't really think there is, to be honest. That's how far it drops off. Um, I think you add Fred Warner, you could add him to any team and he's going to make like he, he's probably the, one of the best players, if not the best player on that defense. He's truly special. Um, his sideline to sideline speed and um, happy to get him here at five for Denver. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jack is up at 106 for the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Who uh, are you going to get? Um, we have our first uh, r- Correct pick. Go with mm. Quentin Nelson. 
Whoa. Oh, I think I'm just saying you were saying our picks weren't like you didn't agree with them. Like they're incorrect picks, but okay. Our first good pick of the draft. Yes. Although Shreff did take and shut up the Browns, he'd say a second round, but uh, I was thinking what they need, the Colts. And um, when you think Colts, excluding last year, you think they have a great offensive line, good run game. Um, so was, at first I was like, all right, maybe not O-line, but I was like, oh, wait. They don't have Quentin Nelson. Yeah. Because he's one of these players. So bring that staple of their O line back. Uh, he had a shaky year last year, but let's be honest, they all did. Um, and he just needs to stay. He needs to be in Indianapolis to help rebuild what they lost this past season. So draft a quarterback maybe this year in the actual draft. I mean, that's their most glaring need. And they could still use some reinforcements on the O-line, even with Nelson. But, yeah, sticking with Quentin Nelson. All right. I like it. I was I was tempted to uh, add him to Denver. I was thinking about it. I, I wasn't going to go there, but it did cross my mind. If you perennial didn't take him, I was going to take him. Every year. Mm-hmm. Say that again, Jack? He's just a perennial Pro Bowl and All-Pro every year, so that's yeah. not very common. Exactly. All right, we have Shreff here. At 107, the Buffalo Bills. That's very interesting to think that they, they now they don't have Josh Allen. He's on the Giants now. Um, <laughs> but the Bills, they sit here at 107 um, with no real opportunity to upgrade a quarterback. Um, nope. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna we're going to go here. I'm in a pickle here, boys. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so I'll, I'll start this off by saying I don't, I don't think Baker's like worth taking this high just to replace uh, hypothetical um, Giants Josh Allen. So I'm not going to do that. What I am going to do is I am going to I'm going to focus a little bit more on uh, a little bit of what their shortcomings were in the game against the Bengals. Obviously, the offense didn't look good, but the defense also just just kind of got dominated the entire game. And a lot of it was uh, via the run game, even though, and it was talked about a lot, um, how much the Bills have invested in the defensive line uh, the last couple of years here. And it just doesn't really seem like it's worked all that well in the grand scheme of things. Like they've they've always been thought of as having a pretty good defense, but in these bigger games, they've they've kind of collapsed. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the mm, yeah I'm gonna go back to the D line here. I'm gonna take a guy who the stats aren't quite gonna be there, but the presence is. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Vita Vea here for the Bills. Um, like I said, the the numbers aren't gonna jump off of you because he is like kind of that nose tackle, but plugs up a lot of room uh, in the trenches. Uh, Joe Mixon ran wild all over them that entire game. He would obviously help to prevent that a bit, and it just it it, it keeps them a little more mean up front. Um, and it's you know the, obviously this team this hypothetical team no longer has Josh Allen. So that that's a real shame. But on the defensive side, I, th- I think Vita Vea would come right in, plug up that hole up the middle, and give them uh, a a little more help uh, on on the run defense side of things. So I'm gonna go Vita Vea. Okay. Yeah, they um the defense did 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 get exposed on the biggest stage in the divisional round. Um Vitavea is the I'd say catalyst behind a Bucks run defense that we've said before throughout this season uh is consistently in the top 5 in rush yards allowed 
over the past five years. Not a coincidence that's happened since Via Veda was drafted there. So it's a solid pick. And uh, like you said, it's not going to be a flashy one. He's not going to rack up the, the stats. Uh, sorry, the, the sacks and the stats in general. But he's going to be very beneficial for a football team. So that's where we're going to go. I'm up here at 108 with the Chicago Bears. Uh, team that's picking 101 in the 2023 draft. And uh, seemingly have their quarterback solidified in Justin Fields. I think they would be a fool to try to get Bryce Young or CJ Stroud or Will Levis over him because I don't think that is quite an upgrade at this point. I think Justin Field has shown more than enough to uh, have you build around him. And this is a team that, I mean, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, but other than the Texans, can you guys think of a team with more holes than the Bears right now? Their offensive line is absolute garbage. The defense is really bad. Uh, they have really no weapons whatsoever. I mean, I really they may have the worst receiving core in the NFL right now. Montgomery gone. I mean, he's a free agent. He's not, not gone, but... Right, so it's just a team in total disarray. Uh, so I think you can pretty much pick any single player here, and it's going to be an upgrade over who they have. If I'm looking, I'm looking at their depth chart right now. I uh, if there's one position group or one area of the team that looks, I guess, okay, I'm looking at the secondary. I mean, from what I saw, Kyler Gordon, Jaquan, Jaquan Brisker um, had pretty good rookie seasons. Um, however, I'm going to add a real game changer and Jack and I know this very well, but when you add Minka Fitzpatrick to your team, uh, the whole defense plays better. Minka is a ball magnet. Uh, you know, the ball just always seems to find him and he comes up and makes clutch plays when the team needs it. And, uh, I, he's the best safety in the NFL I mean, we'll get to some of these other guys in later, but what a heck of a safety class this was. Um, but I'm going to take the best one, in my opinion, and make a Fitzpatrick. And I think that, uh, you know, with those young pieces that are also in the secondary for the Bears, I think if, in you, if you add Minka to that, I think it becomes a position of strength in 2023 and something that actually can really turn the defense around. So... I'm very happy to add Minka Fitzpatrick to the Bears at uh at 108. Jack is up at 109 with the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, they're just coming off of a defeat the NFC Championship game, and team that does have quarterback question marks. But again, that's kind of a moot point at this point for this redraft. Um, unless we're getting to the very end and someone wants to throw one of these other quarterbacks in there, but. Regardless, um, what are you going to do here at 109, Jack? Niners are probably the most complete team in NFL roster-wise, and their biggest need, you could say, is quarterback, and they kind of already have that. Could already maybe have two quarterbacks, but uh, I'm going to go with a tackle, but not the tackle they selected in 2018, I'm going to go Orlando Brown. Um, just thinking of they lose well i guess they also lost fred warner um <laughs> mm -hmm. but that's all right <laughs> <laughs> that's all right <laughs> <Nobody's> <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> uh 
<laughs> that pivot? No, I'll just stick with Orlando. Yeah, Brown. keep it. It just uh, McGlinchey. I mean, McGlinchey's solid, but um, just Orlando Brown is better. And imagine just Trent Williams and Orlando Brown on two sides protecting their quarterback is uh, real good. So Orlando Brown. Mm-hmm. All right, fair enough. Sharef is up at one point ten. The Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I won't be spoiling this pick because he won't be selected in this first round, but they drafted Josh Rosen, uh, which is obviously a horrible mistake. I don't want to sit here and pretend like I didn't love Josh Rosen in this draft because I absolutely did. So um, what are you going to do here, Shreff? You have Kyler Murray Mm -hmm. coming off of a torn ACL, most likely going to miss a uh, significant portion of 2023. So it may not be their year in the coming year, but a a slightly longer rebuild, if you will. Um, Still have yet to hire a coach, but uh, what are you going to do? Is he definitely going to miss a significant portion of 23? Uh, I'd say it's more likely than not that he misses at least four games, four to six games at the minimum. He tore it in December. Now they're a nine-month injury. I feel like he could be ready for week one. I've seen no reports that say that. Actually, most reports that I've seen have said the opposite. But, Shreff, you're on the clock. Yeah, I am on the clock. Um, So, Cardinals, I'm kind of thinking best player available here a little bit. Um, The first place that my eyes were drawn to, just in terms of who's left on the board, and mixing that with just looking at the Cardinals' defense was the secondary a little bit. Um, just looking at their roster now, obviously you have Byron Murphy, but he uh, was on IR. I forget what his – I feel like he had a – was he a season-ending injury as well? I think he was, but I forget what it was. Yeah, um, I don't know. So him him and, and Buda Baker both ended the year on IR. So while those two guys are pretty good, both hurt, and then the rest of your team in terms of the secondary isn't looking all that all that hot. So I am going to go to the secondary. Mitchell took Minka, which I thought was a very good pick. I'm going to go... I think I'm going to go with a corner here. Um, and he has been really consistent, just really consistently good. This year I feel like got put into the spotlight a little bit more because he kind of started talking a little bit more. I'm going to go with Jair Alexander at 10 here for the Cardinals. Um, one of my personal favorite corners in the league. Um just very sticky in man coverage uh, and just the net, like just will cover your number one. He's one of, I feel like one of few guys who seems to be able to back up the talk and will actually go and shadow people throughout a game. So I always can appreciate that from a guy. Um, but yeah, I, I like Jair Alexander a lot. I, I think the secondary in this draft class is, is pretty stacked. Um, so you kind of have your pick of the litter here, but I'm going to go with Jair at 10. Yeah, I mean, it is really a very good, I mean, all around class, you know, going position by position, but particularly the secondary. I mean, mm-hmm. you, um, yeah, it's it's really good. I think you can really go wrong with like a lot of these guys that are on that that I think are are draftable. Exactly. So here, I have the Miami Dolphins at one point eleven, um, team that just squeaked into the playoffs and nearly beat the Bills, but uh, came up just short. 
a pretty good roster overall. I mean, there's not too much, too many complaints here. Um, I mean, I think I'm going to, I'm looking at two guys here. I'm really thinking. Tough. It get, it's starting to get a little tougher now. Yeah, sorry. Let me just, I'm just looking up one guy here. I'm stalling. I don't want to run at a time on my draft clock here. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Frank Ragnow. Ooh, I like that pick. I'm going to really anchor the offensive line and uh yeah, I just uh I think that is probably the area they need the most. Um and uh yeah, I like that pick a lot. So I'm going to go with Frank Ragnow. Okay. I'm up next. And I got the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, and the Bucks got a lot of holes. They have one big glaring hole at quarterback now that Brady's gone. Um, but again, we said there's no other quarterback to choose from at this point that are worth picking in the first round. Um, but they have other holes. And what I feel like have hampered them the past year, two years since they won the Super Bowl has been their secondary. And with the rules of our redraft, they do lose a key part of their secondary. Um, I'm not going to name who, even though you may know it. But uh, I'm not going to draft that player here at 12th overall. I'm going to go with safety Derwin James. Heck. Yeah. Just uh, always a playmaker. I think he's made Pro Bowl, um, all pro, yeah. all pro rookie year, and then he was hurt for a while. But he's been he's been healthy the past uh, I think a year or two, mm-hmm. for the most part. So good to see him back, and uh, yeah, be a staple of that Tampa Bay defense back there. So Derwin James at twelfth to the Bucks. I like that pick, uh, Jack. Shreff is up. Yeah, I got Washington. Um, so this is another one where possible in real life, possible QB situation uh, brewing, depending on what they decide to do. I I think their team, current day, that's more likely to go after a veteran probably. It's kind of the way it's looking in terms of uh, where they're picking now. Um, but in this hypothetical world, obviously the QB is not really an option here as there's no one uh, particularly good left. So I'm actually gonna, you know what I'm gonna do? I don't remember if this was their. I don't remember if this if this was their first round pick in real life, but I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna throw a guy right back on their team. I'm gonna take uh, Deron Payne. I'm gonna throw Deron Payne right back on there. Um, good. This is a guy that it's seeming and they're. I mean, obviously we don't know exactly yet, but it seems like a pretty hot name in terms of someone who could be on the move in free agency. Um, so in this situation, we're, we're just tossing him right back on there. But he has uh, truly blossomed into a, a very good defensive lineman, can kind of do a little bit of both with run defense and uh, getting after the quarterback, um, has formed a very formidable duo on the inside with Jonathan Allen. And in this hypothetical world, I'm going to just continue that dominance. So I'm going to go with Deron Payne at 13 there. Good pick. All right. Uh, that means I am on the clock here at 1.14 for the New Orleans Saints. 
Finished seven and ten this year, but very mediocre year. This is a team that did not have a good year against the run. Um, allowed 130 and a half yards per game, 24th in the league. If you look at their team, I mean, it's especially in the defensive end of the of the, of the ball. Uh, you have some older guys. You have Tyron Matthew. You have Demario Davis, Cam Jordan, who are still good players. Um, but, you know, again, getting very long in the tooth. So I think it's time we inject some high-quality younger players in this defense. Uh, and I'm going to go with Shaquille Leonard, um, someone who has had a very good start to his career. Um, and I, he's similar to the other two inside linebackers are already selected in Fred Warner and Rokron Smith, very athletic and... Um, flying all over the field. So I think it's going to really help reinvigorate this defense uh, in New Orleans. So Shaquille Leonard at 1.14. Sorry, I lost the order. Okay, Raiders. Yes, Jack is up with the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, go ahead. Interesting. Well, they got one big need with Derek Carr gone. Technically, um, sorry to interrupt you here. Since you are the general manager of the Las Vegas Raiders for about a minute here, they didn't like. You can keep Derek Carr if you wanted to, right? That is true. Hypothetically, like, you don't have you don't have to you don't have to get rid of him. You're the GM. This is your team. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just saying. That is true. <laughs> Um, I'm not. I'm gonna go defense though, because their defense has been bad for a while. I feel like, um, got a good pass rush too, and Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. So, um, I'll go to the secondary. Uh, these two guys. I'll go Denzel Ward. Taking fourth overall in this draft. Uh, I mean, it's tough to live up to that expectation, but he's still good, good corner. I don't think there's any uh, any complaint about Denzel Ward on the Browns front, right? Not that I've heard of. So definitely worth the first round selection. Mid first round selection seems good, and uh, yeah, they could definitely use some help in their secondary. I know two years ago it was pitiful, I think it's still pretty bad last year in terms of uh, passing yards allowed and points allowed. So, you could definitely help, and uh, yeah, Denzel Ward. All right, moving right along, we have 1.16. The Buffalo Bills chef will be selecting for them again. He picked Vita Vea at 1.7. So, where are you going to go next? Yeah, there's two different directions I'm looking right now. There's still there's still some secondary guys that I like. Um, and I'm also looking on the offensive side of the ball a little bit. I Let's have some fun. We're we're going to have some fun here. Um I think the Bills are an interesting one because while Stefan Diggs is very very good, um, 
And I I like Gabe Davis. I I don't think he's quite consistent enough to be like your go-to number two guy all the time. So I'm gonna I'm gonna beef up the offense a little bit more than it's already beefed up. Even though, as we've mentioned, uh, Josh Allen's no longer on the Bills in this situation, which is just a, a real a real shame. But I'm still gonna build this uh, the way that I want to here. So I'm actually I'm gonna go with DJ Moore here. I'm gonna take DJ Moore. I'm gonna I'm gonna pair him up with Stephon Diggs, and I think those two get those two guys together automatically gives you a top three receiving duo in the league probably I would say um so I feel pretty good about it um I know that there's other positions that they could maybe need but I think I think for a decent part of the season it 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 felt like they were searching for that other guy that they could trust to to throw the ball to a little bit more so DJ Moore I think that's a very fine selection I think this is a team that in the 2023 draft will be looking for a receiver, if not in the first round, definitely in the second round. Because uh, Gabe, Davis, Gabe Davis was rather inconsistent this year. Uh, they have a true number one, obviously, in Diggs. But other than that, I feel like they have a collection of number threes, you could say. And uh, they really need that second presence that can, uh, that can take the relief off the quarterback. And in this case, it's... Uh, who is it? Case Keenum, I think, right now, or Blazer uh, QB one. Matt Barkley, possibly too. I think is there. So okay, they they have so many good options right now. I mean, there are quarterbacks to be had. You see, uh, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is a free agent. So if he walks, yeah, I'm into- the Bills. I'm, I'm the Bills man. I'll I'll, I'll find a guy. It's fine. <laughs> right. So I mean, you know, if you if you sign a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo or yeah. um, potentially Derek Carr or whatever, he's walking into a very good situation with a lot of weapons. So Maybe I trade for Trey Lance. Who knows? The, the, the opportunities are endless, boys. They really are. Now I'm up here at 1.17 at the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, obviously blowing that historic lead to the Jacksonville Jaguars in the wild card round of, of the 2022-23 playoffs. It's tough here. I think there's two or three different ways I could go. Um, I'm going to... You know what? I'm going to go with uh, a skill position player here. Just because although the Chargers you know, have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, uh, Keenan Allen is, again, getting up there in age. Both of them have struggled with health issues. Um, so they're not always the most reliable to stay on the field. And uh, I'm going to go with Mark Andrews here. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a great pairing. Uh, it just adds more firepower to the Chargers offense, which, uh, you know, since Herbert has been in the league in the past three years, has really stepped up to a whole new level, and this could take him even further. So um, another reliable target that, has uh for the most part stayed healthy. I can't remember him having any injuries in his career. He's maybe uh, had like like week like he's had like uh like stretches like two or three weeks, but I don't think he, I don't think he's ever had like a uh like a big one. A longer term injury. Yeah, I don't think so. I couldn't think of anything, but yeah, I like the selection a lot. Um and I, I think it the, the Chargers are, I think, are in need of one more skill position player to have a little bit more depth. Not, I mean, Josh Palmer stepped up kind of nicely, but I'd rather have someone, you know, in the middle of the field here, like Mark Andrews and, a, and an elite red zone threat. Um, 
nice safety valve for Justin Herbert. Um, you know, I mean, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mark Andrews, Mike Williams. I mean, I don't, it's hard to beat that man with Justin Herbert throwing on the ball. So I like that one. Okay. That is good. Uh, I'm up with the Packers, right? Yep. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with a position that they lost in this at corner. Mm. Dari Alexander is now on the Cardinals. Yeah, he's on the Cardinals now, of course. Um, going JC Jackson, uh, formerly of the Patriots, was on the Chargers this year. A uh, bit of a rough season. Didn't play much. He only played, I think, five games I saw because he uh, was injured. But uh, assuming full health next year, his last full season was uh, led the league in picks, I think. in twenty Through 2020 and 21, those two seasons, he had 17 interceptions. That's rare. So replace Joe Alexander with J.C. Jackson. I think that works. Yeah, I mean, Star. I mean, he only played for five games this year. Um, was out for the majority of the season. So, um, yeah, it's going to really solidify that secondary there. Treff is up at one point nineteen for the Dallas Cowboys, and uh, very interesting to see where he'll go here. Cowboys are always a always a team that garners a lot of attention. So, go ahead, you're on the clock with Dallas. Um. I'm going to do what I think they'll probably do or what I think they'll definitely consider doing in this year's draft, which is I'm going to go, I'm going to do what I did with Buffalo. I'm going to go back to the receiver. Well, I think, um, there's a couple names here that I like, I'm going to go. Hmm. Yeah. I'm going to go with the guy that I think brings a little bit of a different skill set to him. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go Christian Kirk. I'm gonna go Christian Kirk here. I think, I think if we did if we did this episode a year ago, he might not even he might not get picked in this draft. It's probably debatable, honestly. Um, but I think what he showed in Jacksonville this year was kind of what everyone was hoping to get out of him when he was first drafted, and it felt like he just never really completely caught on in Arizona. Um, but clearly, very talented. gave the gave the Jags uh, maybe not a true number one, but like a a very high tier number two to a low tier number one. So I think once again, in this hypothetical world, you slide him in right next to CD. And I think that's a, a pretty formidable duo uh, to give Dak. So I'm going to go Christian Kirk. Yeah, that's a fine pick. Um, and uh, I, yeah, I mean, no really complaints there. I think they definitely do need a number two as well. Similar to the chargers um, where, you know, I guess losing an Amari Cooper, uh, they're they're really searching for that second weapon there to complement CD Lamb. So Christian Kirk to Dallas is a is a nice pick. I am up here at one point twenty for the Detroit Lions, who just narrowly missed out in the playoffs. Here, uh, certainly looking like they took a major step forward in twenty twenty two, and uh, looking to build upon that offense. No questions there. Jared Goff played fantastic. Amon Ross St. Brown, you know, continued to shine in his second year. Great offensive line. Good complement of running backs. 
uh, Jamison Williams came back in the end of the year and had had a couple of splash plays there. So I'm liking the way the offense is. However, the defense, I think, needs a lot of work. 29th against the run last year in yards allowed and 30th against the pass in yard, yards allowed. So that is not good whatsoever. I think the defense still needs a lot of work. Aiden Hutchinson and uh, rookie James Houston played well. Um, racked up a, a decent amount of sacks for rookies. So I'm not going to address pass rush per se. Um, however, here I'm going to go with uh, Jesse Bates, safety. I think um, their secondary needs a lot of work, clearly. And um, it's just, you know, Jeff Okuda hasn't really panned out, per se. And I, I just think they need they need, a, they need a stud back there. So I think that would be a really good fit for the Lions at this point and adding a really good player. Good pick. Thank you. And that makes my next selection easier because I have the Bengals at 21. And I was just going to go one of two players that are currently on the Bengals to return back to the Bengals. Jesse Bates or Sam Hubbard, who I'm selecting here. Him and Trey Hendrickson, DJ Reader, that's a very, very, very good off defensive line. Um, wouldn't be the same without him. And um, yeah, um happy they that he fell back here i think he's worthy of this selection i think he's kind of an underrated player just a really good duo they have and i wouldn't want to break that up so okay fair enough uh shreff is up at 1.22 for the tennessee titans um where are they gonna go and this is another situation where i'm just gonna i think i'm just gonna go right for what they'll probably do in the actual draft this year um, the offensive line was a was a very, 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 very big problem for them this season. Um, so I think that's something that they're going to look to address early in this year's draft, but we're going to do it in this hypothetical draft. I feel like the offensive linemen have kind of fallen a bit in this. Um, so maybe we'll see him kind of in the back in the back half here. But with that being said, I am gonna go. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the pit man. I'm going Brian O'Neill. I'm taking Brian O'Neill. Um, another another guy that I think, if I remember correctly, I think his first season or two wasn't all that all that impressive. But it seems like as he's kind of gotten older and developed a little bit, he's he seemed to uh, really excel in his role now. Um, so I I think he would be a good cornerstone for this Titans offensive line that clearly needs it. Um, just any quarterback or Derrick Henry as well was just kind of running for his life the entire season. Penalties upon penalties, so O'Neal would would give them some stability there. So Brian O'Neal is a pretty a pretty easy pick for him. Okay, fair enough. Um, I'm up here at one point twenty two twenty three one point twenty three for the New England Patriots. Um, I am going to give Mac Jones a weapon. Uh, I think the defense played well enough this year and, uh, Jacoby Myers. I mean, I don't know if you guys are really familiar with how he's really played this year, but Jacoby Myers actually, I think he had a very underrated season. I think he continues, he continues to progress 
um, in the NFL. I mean, he hasn't put it up insane numbers, but each year he's really getting better. So, I mean, clearly if he's your number one receiver, it's not preferable whatsoever. But I think he can develop into a very nice number two. And if I can bring in another guy to compliment him, I think that's going to be really good. Um, But I'm going to go with Calvin Ridley here. Uh, Hasn't played in about a year and a half. Um, But last time we saw him on the field, he was developing into a top, I'd say, 10 to 12 wide receiver in the league. He was trending that way. Um, Obviously, there's a huge caveat of, I mean, you could say rust, but I mean, I'm sure he'll be in good shape when he plays this year in real life in the in the, in Jacksonville. Um, I think the other thing you can say is, I mean, he seemed like he was not in a good place mentally, so hopefully that's okay with him and he's he's uh you know doing better in that regard. But assuming that's all good to go, Calvin Murray, the football player, it's you know was one of he was a top. I'd say top five route runner in the league um, and just a really dynamic weapon that I think the Patriots are really lacking. So um, I'm really happy. I think that really makes their weapons a lot better. And I think, you know, with the maybe progression of Jacoby Myers and adding Ridley in there, I think the Patriots offense could, you know, when it looked pedestrian could actually kind of look serviceable. So Calvin Ridley, uh, the 23rd. Jack is up here and pulling up the order. Here's the Panthers. Mr. David Tepper, you're on the clock, man. 1.24. We're going to be getting a call from a certain individual. Mr. Tepper? I don't, I don't remember my voice for Tepper. Was it like... I don't, know I don't, know if I, I don't, don't think he had one. I think... I, I don't remember. I feel like I... Oh, I, no, I, I guess been. I was calling Mr. Tepper and you were Mr. Tepper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think we were too distracted at the the Roseman voice. I don't think we could muster up a voice for for him, but right. if you want to do another one, go ahead. No. No, no nothing can replace Howie, so. Um <laughs> and I, I mean if if, if you, I'll give you a couple extra seconds here to kind of solidify your pick, but we're talking before we hit the record button today and we we're saying how it's a shame that the the two voices or characters, if you will, that that we've created for two GMs that I I wouldn't say we Jack created. Yeah, it's it's not. Um, me. <laughs> and Howie Roseman for the Eagles and and Nick Cassiero, who AKA Mikey Tex for the Houston Texans, uh, don't have picks in this draft, and that's such a shame. So maybe maybe I don't know. Maybe in another point in this offseason, we can do another draft where those two franchises have selections and and we can bring them back, but uh. Yeah, I would love to have Mikey Tex back on the show. That guy's a sleazeball, though. He's an absolute sleazeball. The worst. He's always wheeling and dealing. Remember, remember yeah. Jack negotiated a trade, trade with, uh, excuse me, Mikey Tex negotiated a trade with Shreff, whoever he was as the GM, and then he picked up the phone and called me and said, hey, I got this offer. Can you beat it? And then he yeah. just he was, pretty much he was threw absolutely in his face. He had, he had us both on the hook. It was it was absurd. Yeah, that, that guy's a that guy's a... Ponzi scheme on a stick. All right, Mr. Tepper, we have enough time here, so pick has to be in. Yeah, I don't feel too passionate about it because so the the Panthers like they. I feel like their defense is they got like more holes on offense, but the holes are 
quarterback, wide receiver, which I don't know. I don't love that. What I'm working with there at this draft currently. Running back. Uh, you know what? Screw it. I'll just draft Saquon Barkley. Yeah, there we go. I, I don't know why. You, I mean, that would be my first instinct. So I don't know why you wouldn't pick that. But yeah, I don't know. I was thinking offensive line, maybe. But yeah, Saquon is a. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is the focal point of their offense, you could say, for since 2017. He's gone. Going to replace that with a uh, McCaffrey coming off a really, really good year. Probably be beneficial to get him some more line help and maybe a passing game because they don't have a quarterback or DJ Moore, so that's tough. But yeah, <laughs> yeah they don't have DJ Moore too. I forgot about Big one. that. Yeah, I was hoping Calvin Ridley would fall. All right, fair enough. Shreff is up at 1.25 for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, first of two selections for Baltimore. Uh, no Lamar Jackson, which could become a real problem for them. Possibly, yeah. But uh, yeah, you're on the clock here. Yeah, so I'm going to... I was. We're getting a little... It's getting a little thinner now in terms of finding, finding guys here. Um, I think I'm going to kind of do what Jack did with Packers, where he replaced a position that was that was stolen from him earlier in the round. Um, the Chargers took Mark Andrews away, so I'm going to add Dallas Goddard into the fold for the Ravens. That's what I'm going to do. Um, this is one that only really relates to what we're doing currently. This isn't something that I expect them to do in real life. But at the same time, uh, it gives me a chance to pump up Dallas a little bit. Obviously, I don't think he is better Mark Andrews, but I think when healthy, he's uh, pretty pretty comfortably a top, eh, we'll say like six, seven tight end, something like that, something in that area. Um, really like Dallas Goddard. Uh, provides a legitimate threat as a receiver, can run routes, can catch, and can also get down and block a little bit too. Kind of does a little bit of everything. So um, I'm going to go Dallas Goddard there, and I, I, I feel good about it. I, I like my Eagles getting some representation up here. So. Yeah, that's that's true. I didn't mean to um, omit Mark Andrews because I forgot that he is also not on the team in this scenario either. So that's yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, if you remove Mark Andrews, I mean that is le- legitimately the worst weapon mm. weaponry in the league. So they really needed yeah. to, excuse me, you needed to address that there. Oh yeah, so I addressed that. that's what I that's that's called being a good GM. That's what that is. Right. I am up here at one point two six. Uh, with the Atlanta Falcons, another team that has a lot of holes. So it is tough. I um, I was gonna, although Tyler Algier quietly had a very solid rookie season. He had over a thousand yards, um, rushing. So hats off to him. He did have a really good year. However, I was gonna try to upgrade. Uh, over him and take Saquon if he had fell this far because the Falcons especially really love to run the ball and that is their true identity. Um, but I'm going to kind of go off that narrative and I'm going to select some O-line help and uh, I'm going to draft Jordan Mailata. Seventh round pick for the Eagles. Uh, clearly has developed into a very good tackle and uh, really paid dividends on that draft price that the Eagles, I mean, he was a rugby player, so they really took a flyer on him 
and uh, it's turned out pretty well. And I think the Falcons need that and um, to kind of continue that ground and pound game. And I think uh, you have Algier maybe bringing in another complimentary back, maybe not to the caliber of like a Saquon Barkley level, but you can really have a good one-two punch there and really investing in that offensive line, I think will be beneficial. So Atlanta's going with Mylotta. Who is up now? Jack is up at the Seattle Seahawks at one uh, 1.27. Geno Smith obviously had a very resurgent year. Um, it's really funny because if you really think about it, if we did this draft like about a year, year and a half ago, I think, I mean, maybe not Jack because he hates Baker Mayfield, but most people would say, wow, Baker Mayfield's available and your, your current quarterback is Geno Smith. That's a no-brainer. Why aren't you, why aren't you doing that? But now it seems like the opposite way. Like, of course, you're not going to replace Geno Smith with Baker Mayfield. So, right. yeah, go ahead. Seattle's on the clock. Um, yeah, interesting year for them. They, I, I, in my opinion, and I think a lot of others, they got their quarterback, at least for now, in Geno. Receiver room's still great. Uh, O-line could use some work. But I'm going to go to their defense and... They have some pieces there, but I wouldn't say it's overall a great unit. And I'm going to add some pass rush. Bradley Chubb wasn't taken yet, right? Mm-mm. Nope. I'm taking him. And he... I'd say a little underwhelming. He's more... He's, I think he's a little more... Ready for this? I think he's a little more name than he is game. Whoa. Far. Whoa. <laughs> but he's still solid. He's still valued highly with the uh, the trade this year from Denver to Miami. And uh, he'd be a good piece there, I think, adding that to this defense. So, Bradley Chubb. Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting one. I, um... Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't hate it. I, I do think... Uh, I do agree with you that he is little more name than game. I, I think we're going to use that going forward. I think we can really no, incorporate that for a lot of guys. So, um, I think there's some guys I... who are left who, who are more game than name that I, that I would have considered. Okay. I like that. Uh, Shref is up for our Pittsburgh Steelers at 1.28. Yeah. So, uh, please be considerate of others in the room here and don't take this selection lightly. Not. And please uh, improve upon a Steelers team that narrowly missed out in the playoffs. Yeah, this actually worked out perfectly for me um, because the guy that I was already kind of hoping would fall fell. And I think I think in doing this, I, I maybe for your guys' sake, I, I'll, I'll maybe be speaking it into existence a little bit. Um, I'm going to go Tremaine Edmonds. I'm taking Tremaine Edmonds. Would. Nice. Yeah, I'm taking Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, just, I'd, obviously, I'd, I'd say, like, looking back in this draft class, I, I, you could argue that the linebackers might be the most the most loaded uh, position group in this, um, quite possibly. Um, yeah, it's really tough between safety and linebacker. I mean, you get yeah, third safety and linebacker are both Patrick really and So the fact that Edmonds was still here, I feel very good about. Um, it's something that I feel like a lot of Steelers fans have already discussed. Obviously, his brother already plays there. Um, just very good, rangy linebacker. Uh, huge. He's like a big guy that moves around really well. Uh, A six five. Yep, can fly after the ball and just, I mean, uh, 
you know, for for you guys, if if they can maybe get a deal done with him in the offseason, he would be a, a very good kind of centerpiece to move around in that front seven and kind of command the defense a little bit. So I, think I love that. A, I think it's a good pick. I feel good about it. Yeah, if I were in your shoes, I think there's two guys that would have went. I'm not going to say the other guy just in case he gets selected here. Um, but, but yeah, I, I have no complaints with that. I think that would be a, a very good fit as well, clearly. I am up here at 1.29 for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, it's a little tough because, you know, we did take away Trevor Lawrence's two top weapons and Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk. So, <laughs> so that is, that, that's a little rough. However, I don't really feel comfortable taking another receiver right now. Um, I got Zay Jones who has a good connection and, uh, you know, Evan Ingram had a really good year. And in, in, in this 2018 redraft, I'm going to, I'm going to skip over and kind of neglect the receiver position now that has become a, a need for the team with the two departures, um, maybe turn to the 2023 draft and, and, and look to invest a uh, high draft capital in a receiver there. Um, with that being said, I do think another important piece. We lost Mitchell. <laughs> the timing is tough. <laughs> An important piece would be something. Oh, wait. He's maybe coming back. He's maybe coming back. Uh, oh, Sorry oh. about that. Ah. He's here. Another important piece would be... Left you on, left you on a cliffhanger there. You really did. I was, I was waiting with bated breath. Another important piece to the continued development of Trevor Lawrence uh, is the continual investment of the offensive line uh they made a good good free agency uh acquisition in brandon scherf um but i'm going to solidify the other guard position and bring in wyatt teller um and I, I feel really good about that um in his first five years in the league he's made two all pro teams two pro bowls and a, is a integral piece of the Cleveland Browns offensive line that is consistently in the top of the league. Um, so I, I feel good about that too. I, I think that's, you know, keeping Trevor upright and uh, protecting him is just as important as finding weapons. So I, I think with the, I'm not super pleased with the receiver options that are still available. And I think Teller is a, is a very good guard. So I'm happy to add him to the line. Three more selections to go. Uh, we each have one more pick. Jack is up at 1.30 for the Minnesota Vikings, who uh, had a, I guess you could say, embarrassing loss to the Giants. You know, many people are, you know, I'm sure they had expectations to go further than that. But uh, how are they going to look to get over the hump here, Jack? Uh their defense gives some help. I think they're losing some guys in defense. I know uh, Dalvin Tomlinson is a free agent. Uh, I want to say there's some I don't recall, but the O line's really bad too, especially now that Brian O'Neill is not on this offensive line because Shreff took him to somewhere. 
Um, oh, and they also have another O line who's a free agent. I, Garrett Bradbury is I saw as a free agent. Um, their center. So O line is bad and gets worse theoretically in this scenario. So I'm gonna take Mike McGlinchey. I like it. Yeah. Lock up those tackles with uh, him and um, him and Darisol. Yeah, so mm. it's formidable. Oh, yeah, they a lot of holes though. All right, fair enough. Um, I'm back on the clock here with the New England Patriots. Uh, I I'm assuming Jackson gave them to me here, even though we're going out of order, just to um because I already had them, just to kind of give me two selections for the same team. I already gave him Calvin Ridley at uh, pick 23 in this draft. And um, I'm kind of going a little bit in the direction of best player available here, because I don't think it's a a need, per se, for the, for the Patriots. Um, but I'm going to pair Matthew Judon with Harold Landry. I think that's going to be a really good duo on both edges. Uh, last time we saw Landry at double-digit sacks and unfortunately tore his ACL before this season, so we didn't get to see what he could build upon this year. But, you know, and also with an early ACL tear, give some ample time to recoup for the 23 season should be a full go. Um, and I think that's a really scary duo that quarter and offensive lines and offensive uh, coordinators are going to have to game plan around. So give me uh, Harold Landry here with uh, the second to last pick. I like it. Um, me now. Mr. Irrelevant in this, in, in this episode. Um, Who did you already pick for? Th- oh, Dallas Goddard was the other Ravens. Selection, Ravens, right? I grabbed Goddard. Um, okay. So, I think what I'm going to do here is, I think I'm going to go, I think I'm still going to kind of just go best player available here a little bit. I think, as we can see, the the board's a little thin. Um, So, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to add to the Ravens' pass rush a little bit on defense. And I'm going to give a shout-out to another guy that I think, if we did this draft maybe a year or two ago, wouldn't be on this list now. I think he is. I'm. I, I got to shout out another one of my guys. I'm taking Josh Sweat for the last pick here. I'm going with Josh Sweat. Uh, this is a guy who just now recently joined the joined the ten plus sack club during a season. Um, really showed on. Really showed off. And I think. I mean, I remember him coming out of the draft. Injury concern is what kind of forced him to slide. And I think on this Eagles team, at least up until now, now that we're finally getting to see him in full in full action. Um, it was just kind of down on the depth chart a little bit because Brandon Graham, obviously, when he got drafted, was still, uh, you know, an every snap guy pretty much. So he stole a lot of time. Um, Derek Barnett was there and he was eating up some snaps. So now this is kind of the first like full Josh Sweat season that we've gotten to see. And it's been delightful, um, as I feel like everyone has caught on to. So this just, this gives the, the Ravens another, another pass rusher, young guy who's been who's showing that he can get after the quarterback pretty frequently. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish out this draft with Josh Sweat. I like it. I was debating him or Landry for the uh, for the Patriots, so I think that's certainly a fair fair uh, selection there. So there you have it. There's our 2018 NFL redraft. 
Uh, do you guys want to? Do you guys want Shreff to re read down the picks first? Or do you want to kind of go over some people that just missed out the on the cut first? Here, go through all the one through thirty-two, then we'll just do honorable mentions. Okay, would be second-round picks if we kept going. Hmm. Um, okay, so the Browns took Roquan Smith. At two, the Giants took Josh Allen. At three, the Jets took Lamar. At four, the Browns took Nick Chubb. At five, the Broncos took Fred Warner. At six, the Colts take Quentin Nelson. At seven, the Bills take Vita Vea. At eight, the Bears take Minka Fitzpatrick. Nine, the Niners take Orlando Brown. Ten, the Cardinals took Jair Alexander. Eleven, Dolphins, Frank Ragnow. Twelve, the Bucks took Derwin James. Washington at 13 took Deron Payne. Saints at 14 took Shaq Leonard. At 15, the Raiders took Denzel Ward. At 16, the Bills took DJ Moore. At 17, Chargers, Mark Andrews. At 18, the Packers took J.C. Jackson. At 19, the Cowboys took Christian Kirk. At 20, the Lions took Jesse Bates. At 21, the Bengals took Sam Hubbard. At 22, the Titans took Brian O'Neill. 23, Patriots took Calvin Ridley. 24, the Panthers took Saquon. 25, the Ravens took Dallas Goddard. At 26, the Falcons took Jordan Mailata. At 27, the Seahawks took Bradley Chubb. At 28, hometown Steelers took Tremaine Edmonds. At 29, the, the Jaguars took Wyatt Teller. At 30, the Vikings took Mike McGlinchey. At 31, the Patriots took Harold Landry. And at 32, the Ravens took Josh Sweat. I think it's a solid draft. I think so, too. I have... I have a few names on my list of possibly Me drafted too. guys. The only one I disagreed with was Nick Chubb, so. Yeah, I get it. I understand. But he, 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 come on, he's their offense. <laughs> yeah, it was an identity pick. Yeah, um, should we go position by position, or just do you guys want to just throw out names? Just throw I just have, names. A, I have a few random names. Um, okay. One, the, the one receiver that I was really close to wanting to take was Cortland Sutton. But I, Same, got him down. It was a little. It was. It was close for me. That was one that just kind of missed the cut. Um, Marcus Davenport, who was an actual first round pick, that I was another close one. Um, Isaiah Wynn at tackle, Patriots tackle. He, he's been good enough that I thought he could have gotten picked. Um, and then Avante Maddox is another sneaky one that I think he's been hurt a little too much for me to consider him to be in there, but he was one that was, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's worthy of first round. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't, I don't think he's been as he's been, he hasn't been quite consistent enough, but I thought he was one based on talent that was close ish. Okay. This is some names there, Jack. Who do you, who do you got? And who was, um, just on the fringe? Uh, Quill Sutton, a name I really like, and un- I think he's really underrated. And I almost regret taking McGlinchey over him, my last pick. But I really like Carlton Davis. Mm-hmm. You don't like him? I like Carlton. No, I thought the reaction I got was disagreement from know, both of you. But uh, I think he's underrated. He's solid there for the Bucks, and um. That's all. I think he's worthy of first round selection. Uh, Leighton Van Der Esch could be a name. He's had his ups and downs, injury concern. Uh, Colton Miller, tackle for the Raiders. He's still been solid since he got drafted. Um, I think that might be it. Um, okay. That's fair. There's not too many. 
for me at this point. Um, Cortland Sutton was a, was a consideration. I don't know how you guys feel about um, Aluakon from the Jags. Aluakon was one that came to Led the league in tackles the past two seasons. So he, he was an name of considering. Um, I'm not too familiar with how exactly how this guy's career has gone, but Traveris Ward, any considerations for him? I didn't have him on my list, but he was I I did see him there, and he was it was him and there was another one, um, Uchenna Nuosu was another one that I had like faintly considered, but they they both just kind of missed. But I Traveris could could have been a decent pick, I think. Yeah, I, I was thinking about him, and uh, another one I got to give a shout out to. It's got to be uh, Dalton Schultz. Very good uh, yes, start to his career. So uh, if I think. Um, in the right spot, he could definitely be worthy of a pick as well. So I feel like we got, I feel like the 32 that we have are pretty set in stone is like the top 32 though. I feel, I feel, I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, no, me too. I think, uh, I don't think we left anyone off that, that I, everyone, all the honorable mentions we just mentioned here. I don't think, uh, in my heart of hearts, if I really think about it and gun to my head, I think, uh, I wouldn't take any of them over who we picked. So yeah, I think we made the right to cho- choices. Like you said, all right, folks, that is our redrafts. Um, I, I would like to do this again. If I'm sure you guys would as well. So, like uh, if, if anyone has any requests for draft classes, uh, for us to go back and do, uh, we're certainly all ears. So please hit us up. If, if you, you know, have any strong feelings or want, just, just want to see something. um, I think that's it for me. Stay tuned for our our Super Bowl preview next week. Our this will be Shref's what third time doing a Super Bowl preview with us, right? Or his third so. annual one. I think so. So, uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be a lot of fun. I think that's kind of when you started kind of coming on the show, if I'm not mistaken, uh, with the Super Bowl previews. So, um, should be a lot of fun. We'll get to the conclusion of our playoff picks i am pretty much in the lead but I, I i if i you know poop the bed and these guys go on a sweep here in the super bowl i think that things could change um i guess i'm sure we'll discuss it as as it gets closer but are we gonna do we're gonna do two player props uh and maybe spread in a total for the super bowl for our official picks maybe yeah i think so and i think we should all i think all three of us should have to pick the coin toss as well is that sure. going to count for our pick or just in general? Sure, uh, they count. We'll decide. I think I, I think it should count. All right, all right. Yeah, we'll we'll think about it. We'll, we'll maybe we'll yeah we'll do something. But I'll give you guys a little bit of a chance um, to catch up, uh, if you will. But we'll have a whole extensive preview with you know matchups to look out for and storylines and our game picks and our everything everything you could think of. So, uh. Please stay tuned for that coming next week. Uh, we have a trivia league that will be coming up in the in the coming month, month to two months or so. Uh, Jack and I are in the process of building out all the questions for those games. Uh, there's a lot to get to, but we're grinding out here. Uh, Shref is a, is a participant, so uh, he will be in the league. It's teams of two. I've been recruiting. We're, we're, we're gonna have. We're there's gonna be some good. Uh, it's gonna be some good matchups. I think. There won't be, uh, depending how long we're going to run this, you guys are going to run this for, there, there's a chance that there could be like no repeat matchups. Like there, there's a lot of people that want to do this. We got some interest. Yeah. So 
it'll be it'll be fun. Uh, we we love our trivia, obviously here on the Hogline podcast. So um, it's gonna be a good time. Thanks for listening, folks. We will catch you next week uh, with the Super Bowl preview. See you. Peace.